Fantastic. Thank you, team. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Christmas is just about here. Who's excited? Who's a little bit stressed? Who's not quite done all their baking? Who's not quite got all their presents? Who's going out this afternoon just to finish off those last few things? That could be me and a few members of my family, but that's all good, isn't it? Christmas is a great time, and I just love those stories, like what Mike was sharing this morning about those people. We shared that with our kids last night, and it just reminds us about those things that are most important, and that is Christmas time. So we've got a few props going on this morning. We all like a few props, don't we? And so we've got a nativity scene here because that's pretty important. So we're just going to just do a little bit of setting up. So if you can just bear with us for a minute, that'll be good because we've got to get these in the right place. Don't we know that the nativity scene needs to be set up the right way? That's what my message is about this morning. It's about Jesus being in the centre and it's part of our Manger to Majesty series. And we're going to take a little bit of time at the end of the service too to remember those people that are really important in our lives that we've maybe lost. Why don't we just start by praying and then I think we'll be just about ready to go. That's awesome, honey. Thank you. Beautiful. Give him a hand. That's great. Awesome. If you noticed Mike was racing around a little bit in the service, it was because my iPad died. And no, I had not printed out copies just as a second measure. So I've got Mike's iPad here and we're all sorted to go and uh, it's going to be fine this morning, isn't it, eh? Father, we thank you for this morning, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for the message uh, for today, Lord God. And I just really pray, Lord, that you'd speak to every single one of us this morning. Father, we just thank you that you are so with us at this time of the year. Father, as we contemplate Christmas and what it means to us, And today, Lord God, as we consider those we've lost with Remembrance Sunday, God, be with us this morning. Speak to our hearts and encourage us by your your Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Okay, so this this message is is inspired by Chris Hodges from Church of the Highlands, amazing church in the States. And I just want to start by saying that... um, can, can you guys see, can we all see that? We'll just, I'm sure you can. Um, I just want to start Christmas. I don't know what Christmas is like in your household. We have Mike's birthday on the 1st of December. We have Sam's birthday on the 14th of December. It's all pretty crazy. Uh, but when we kind of get to the very end of November, we kind of hit 1 December, we get through Mike's birthday, the conversations start in our house about what sort of tree we're going to get. Okay, so me, I want the fake tree because it's perfect. I want the fake tree because nobody gets allergies and is sniffing for the whole of December. I want the fake tree because I don't have pine needles all over my floor and I don't have to keep watering this thing in my lounge and then after Christmas work out what to do with the jolly tree. So that's why I want the fake tree but everybody else in my family, all my four children and Mike want the real tree and they want the real tree because of the smell and the feeling that it creates, the atmosphere it creates. I don't know if you have conversations like that at Christmas time but definitely it's a pretty heated debate in our house. Do you want to know what we've done this year? We've gone with both. And the fake tree has lovely decorations on. And the other one, well, we went out and got more decorations, so we've got two stunning trees, so it's just great. But actually, Christmas is not about the tree, is it? Christmas is about Jesus. And one of the things we do love in our house is our little nativity set that we've got a little bit similar to this. 
takes pride of place either than the entranceway when you come into our house or possibly on the coffee table um, in our place, but it has pride of place. In our nativity scene, we have Jesus in the center. And then we have the shepherds. They're off to the side there. They're really important because they were the first ones to hear about Jesus as his rival. The, the angel came to the shepherds, didn't, didn't they? And um, that was amazing. So they're there. And then we've got the three wise men. So this is my shepherd here. I've just got one shepherd. My animals are on the wrong side. I've just got to just rearrange this. Sorry, this is really important. Okay, I've been practicing. Sorry, honey. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Sorry, so there we go. We've got our animals on that side. Okay, so shepherd. Shepherd's really important. And then we've got our three wise men, our three wise men, and uh, they were really important as well. They're in our nativity scene. And then we've got Mary and Joseph, obviously the parents. They're pretty important, aren't they, in the nativity scene? They have a really important role. And then we have our animals, and they're pretty important as well. When you, um, when you actually look at it, when you consider the three wise men, because, you know, it's the, it's the three wise men, and we think that there was three, but we actually think that maybe there might not have been three, but what we do know is that there was three gifts. There was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so we assume that there might have been three men. But actually, the three wise men weren't actually at the main, uh, manger scene. They weren't actually there. They actually came about two years later when Jesus was two and brought gifts to Jesus. There we go. That's just a little bit of information. Barn animals, really important. So in our story, and I know so many of you know the story well, we've got Mary and Joseph, and they were traveling from Nazareth through to Bethlehem because there was a census going on, and they had to get to Bethlehem. They arrive at the inn, and it's probably the 30th one that they've arrived to. They can't get accommodation, so they end up in the barn at the back where we have the manger, which is the feeding trough for the animals, which is where Jesus is born. We know the story well. And interestingly, these figurines, which I think was really fascinating, Francis of Assisi, back in 1223, was the guy that invented this whole concept of um, these nativity pictures. And sometimes we have them um, in a Christmas card, and sometimes we have a set like this. Some people have them on their front lawns. When we drive home to Morita, we've got a, one, people have lit up all the lights, and it's on their front lawns. All of these things set up to remind us what Christmas is all about, what's most important in Christmas time. However, I'm not so concerned this morning about some of our characters. The question this morning for us, as we sit here this morning, is what's in the center of your life at Christmas time? What's in the center of your life? What is it that your life revolves around? Because in some ways, the nativity scene is a picture of your life or my life. You know, our lives revolve around something, like the sun, the solar system. Everything revolves around something, and that's where we draw our energy from. It's where we draw our strength from. It's really important in the nativity scene that everything is fo focused around the person of Jesus because that's where we draw our strength from. That's where we draw our energy from. And we kind of know that's how it needs to be set up, but in our lives, we can sometimes find that maybe it's not quite set up like this. Jesus is in the picture, but maybe he's not at the center of the picture. It's just not set up right for some of us. 
you know, your life may feel right now like it's not working right. Maybe it's just that it's just not set up right with Jesus at the center of your picture. It could be that Jesus is in the scenes, is in your life, but he's just not in his right place. Maybe Jesus just gets, maybe it's for you, it's just an hour on a Sunday and it's just church. It's just not the same. Jesus needs to be at the center of our lives. Not just have us, not just an hour on a Sunday, not just when we remember, not just when we have a little bit of spare time after all the busy, really important things that we've got to get done. Jesus needs to be the starting point. He needs to be at the center of our lives. So what happens when something else ends up in the center of our lives? And I want to show you what I mean. So maybe what we can do is if we can move Jesus out of the center of the picture, and let's put the shepherd, the shepherd's at the middle of our picture. So the, the shepherds in this illustration represent our work, our nine to five, our Monday through Friday. You know, it's really easy when you spend most of your time in your work to make that the priority in your life. Or maybe it's your university, maybe it's your study, or it could be your family, because who knows, that family is so important. And we, we find ourselves in a place where we're feeling overwhelmed and we're finding that life's really difficult. We're too busy. There's too much going on. Well, maybe it is that those things have taken a higher priority of having Jesus as first place in your life. You know, when things aren't working right, which happens to all of us, sometimes it's about reflecting and saying, what are my priorities? What am I placing as first in my life? Maybe it is that the picture is just not set up right. Let's look at another one. If we put our shepherd back here, and maybe we can bring the three wise men into the picture. The three wise men, they represent beautiful, tall, majestic, brought beautiful gifts to Jesus, didn't they? So maybe they can represent for us this morning success, our dreams and our aspirations, our wealth. You know, they brought impressive gifts, didn't they? They brought gold, so they were obviously doing pretty well for themselves in life. And sometimes we can find that these things can take priority in our lives. They can become more important than some of the other things. They can take precedent over things in our lives that maybe should be in the center. You know, when you set it up like that, it's just that it's just set up wrong and it just needs to be shifted around a little bit. It says in 1 Timothy 6:17. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to put their trust in money, which is so unreliable. They should trust, their, their trust should be in God who richly receives all that we need for our enjoyment. You know, we've got to put our trust in God, not in money, not in our careers, not in, in wealth. We've got to put it in God. We can all be tempted by it. And who knows, sometimes we can be tempted to try and keep up with the Jones or try and keep up with our friends or, or do things that we feel that are going to mean that we're going to fit in better. But actually, we've got to be really careful not to make those things center of our lives. It's okay to have money. It's okay to pursue 
great things in life. It's okay to have an incredible career that you're pursuing. Those things are all really important. They're made for our enjoyment. They're really important, but they just can't have first place in our lives. Okay, so let's put our three wise men back over here. It's actually two wise men and a camel camel, because we've got one missing, but you can't see that from here. So I'm not supposed to tell you that, but, but anyway, there you go. Okay, so let's try another one. Let's put Mary and Joseph at the, at the centre because they're really important because they're the parents. So they represent family and friends. They represent marriage. Who knows, marriage is important because it's family first, right? And we're totally for that. You'll know that, those that know us well. So important to put family first. But sometimes we can put expectations on our family that were never meant for them. We can put expectations on our spouse that they were never supposed to carry. And it can create a burden and a stress and an uncomfortable difficulty in our life that was never meant to be that way. It's just not set up right. Okay, let's put these guys back here. Okay, what about these guys here? I don't know about you, but there's quite a few sort of Facebook and Instagram kind of things that pop up on our um, things at home the kids are showing us with lots of crazy things that people do you know with their pets and lots of cuteness and we love our animals don't we but let's just say in this thing that that the animals in this picture picture represent the pleasures in life you know maybe it's boating maybe it's your sport maybe it's those things that you do for recreation your beach batch Maybe it's those things in your life. All good stuff and all stuff. For me, it's running. I love doing running. And I, I've already, Mike and I are already planning the different events that we're going to do in 2019. And we've been thinking and planning about those things. All really good things, all really important things. But who knows that when you put your hope in those things and you revolve the, your life around those things, that things um, don't work as well as they're supposed to. And so you don't want to have those things as centre in your life. Maybe you say, you know, I go to church, I read my Bible um, from time to time, and I, you know, occasionally remember to pray. I go to church about once a month. You know, um, maybe it's just that you've just not got things set up right, and those things, those, those things that you love to do have just taken such a high priority in your life that the most important thing, which is, you know, time with God and being in church and being in, in community um, have taken a second, a second place in your life. So let's just get this right. So let's just put this picture back the way it should be and let's just get Jesus back in the picture where he needs to be at the centre. We need to have Mary and Joseph close to him, but he's definitely in the centre. You know, this morning, I guess I just want to reflect on what's most important and help us to see that marriage is so important but it's not the main thing. And family relationships, relationships with our kids are so important, but they're not the main thing. You know, your job, your career, your aspirations, your dreams, your investment portfolio, your businesses, they're all really, really important and good. And God has likely blessed you in those things, but they're not the main thing. They're important, but they just can't be at the center of your life. It says in Colossians 1.15, it's talking about um, the supremacy of God. And we can talk about all these really practical aspects, but we've first got to just talk about, um, talk about Jesus as Jesus is supreme. You know, you can't, start, you can't 
be working on those practical things until you have got understand that Jesus is at the centre because he is God, he is supreme. You know, you can't have the solar system without the sun. You know, for us as Christians, we believe by faith that everything in our lives revolves around the person of Jesus. It's really core for us. So my question to you today is, is Jesus the centre of your life? Is he the sun to your solar system? And if not, maybe it's an opportunity for you today to reflect on that and just shift around your nativity to reflect that. If we just read um, Colossians 1, 15 to 18, I'll just read that. We look at the sun and we see the God who cannot be seen. We look at the sun and we see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up until this moment. Everything revolves around the person of Jesus. And as a Christ follower, that's what we need to be focusing on this morning. There's three things, three points I want us to take away from this morning, and, it's, and, and this is them. Firstly, invite Jesus to take his rightful place. You know, we talk about Jesus knocking on the door of our heart, about being the perfect gentleman. What that's saying to us is he's just not going to push you to be in a relationship with him. If you grow distant from God and get caught up in other things, he lets us do that because it's by invitation that he's in our life. So why not this Christmas? Why not this Christmas come back to this right picture? It says in Hebrews 6.19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Secondly, we want to involve him in every area of his life. You know, Jesus doesn't want to be our Sunday go-to. Jesus doesn't want to be a, he wants to be your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday. He wants to be in when you go boating. He wants to be with you when you go shopping. He wants to be sitting with you at your desk when you're working, inspiring you and encouraging you and challenging you to be your best. He wants to be with you as you study uh, for those exams. He wants to be with you as you're doing your studies at university or school or wherever you find yourself. He wants to be in every part of your life. And the struggles that you maybe have right now, God wants to be in those things with you. He wants to help you with those things. Yeah. Okay. You know, sometimes we put church in a box. And we put church over here and we say, you know, as long as I'm going on a Sunday, I'm kind of good to go. But God just doesn't want to be in a box. He wants to change your life. He wants to be involved in your life and make it incredible and actually allow you to be incredible for others. The third, the third thing I want to encourage you with this morning is to ignite a fresh passion for Jesus. You know, in my life, um, I'm, I work. I'm working. I'm, you know, working here in the church with Mike. Um, I have a family and four teenage children who knows that's a little bit of work. 
uh, grey, but a little bit of work. And then also I'm studying. And so life gets really busy. And so throughout the year, I can find myself just a little bit kind of preoccupied and not maybe having those first things first. And so I can just miss some times with God in the morning and I can find myself forgetting to pray. And then before I know it, I, have, I come to a place where I have a sense of overwhelm in my life. And so what do I do? I go to Mike. So oh, I'm just feeling really, really overwhelmed and I just there's just so much going on. And he says, well, have you talked to God about it? <laughs> that's right. That's what I need to do. I need to go back to God. So that's what I begin to do. I go back to God and I remind myself again that when I get up in the morning and I eat my breakfast and I drink my coffee, that's when I can read my Bible and I can journal what God's maybe saying to me. That's where I can just spend a little bit of time. And when I'm driving my car, I can be praying in tongues because that's a great place to do that. And I can be as loud as I like and nobody knows. <laughs> or I can be praying for those things, those, those, those issues in my own life or for other people. And I can have loud worship music on. I can be worshiping God. We can do those things. We can set aside that time for him and give him that part of our day. You know, I love, so, so, so it's really important that we find Jesus in the center again. And as we do that, we will find a fresh passion for him come back again. And I found time and time again when I get those things right in my life again, I have found time and time again that things come right. My overwhelm subsides and I'm reminded at what's really important. And I'm much more at peace because Jesus brings me that calm in the midst of whatever's going on. Now, I love this time of the year. It ends with Christmas. We have the whole year and then we get to this time of the year and how do we finish our year? We finish our year with Christmas celebrating the birth of Jesus. How cool is that? It's like the finale at the end of the year. I just love that. You know, today I want to encourage you as you contemplate the life of Jesus, as you contemplate the nativity, as you contemplate where Jesus is in your picture, I want to encourage you today to get a fresh passion for Jesus not for church. Church is great. We love church. Most of the time we love church, don't we? Sometimes it's a little bit hard to get up in the mornings, but we love church. But actually, it's not about church. It's about Jesus, isn't it? It's about the person of Jesus. I met with a girl um, a few weeks ago who's not in church but grew up in church, but she's struggling right now. And we sat and we talked about God and her world and we talked about, she said, I can't do church right now. I said, but you can do Jesus. And in all those struggles that you're going through with your health at the moment, you can talk to God. This girl's going through cancer. I said, you can talk to God about what you're going through because he's just as heartbroken as you are. He is with you on the journey. And just because you're not in church and just because your life looks like maybe a little interesting at the moment, God's not phased by that. He just wants you to talk to him about it. He just wants to come back into center place in your life and let him work out all the details of that. So I encourage us this year, 2000, as we go into 2019, to consider the place that Jesus holds in your life. Okay, as the team can come now. Um, you know, in all of this talking about keeping Jesus at the center of our lives, what do we do when somebody's missing? You know, for each of us, Christmas is more than Jesus. Christmas is also about family and friends and those things. These people, they're really important to us. And for some of us, we've got somebody missing from the picture. It's, maybe it's a loved one that has passed on. Maybe it's a friend that we've lost relationship with. Maybe it's a child that we've 
lost or a miscarriage, maybe it's a tragedy that's happened, and it's left a hole in our Christmas nativity. You know, the wonderful thing about Jesus, as we learn when we read scripture, is, is that he doesn't forget. He remembers everyone. He doesn't just forget the one. Jesus sees you this morning. He hasn't forgotten that one that you're remembering right now. You may feel forgotten, but Jesus hasn't forgotten you. You may feel alone, but with Jesus at the center, you will not be alone. And we're going to take uh, a little bit of time in a minute, and we're going to take some time to remember. And we're going to thank Jesus that with him at the center, nobody's forgotten. We can have confidence this Christmas that we're not going it alone. He is with us, and we are with you knowing that Jesus has not forgotten the great reunion is coming and we get to bring heaven to earth for as long as God calls you and me. So in a minute, we've got, um, so we've got some roses at the back um, of the service and maybe for you this year, someone's missing from your picture. And so we just want to take a little bit of time to remember those ones. And so as... Um, as we go into our song, I'm just going to pray, as we go into our song, we invite you to come and take a rose and then come and place it on the altar, placing it knowing that Jesus remembers and Jesus is with you and Jesus has great things ahead for us. Let's just pray. Father, Lord, as we, um, as we contemplate this, Lord God, Father, we choose today to put you at the centre of our lives. Father, we want you to be in every aspect of our lives and we want to live 2019 with fresh passion for you this morning. Father, you know, God, those ones that we have lost. Father, we thank you that you are with us in that. We thank you that you walk with us as we work through that, Lord God. Father, we love you. We commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with us this morning? Sing, let us adore him. Let us adore him. Jesus Christ is the Lord. Come and behold Him. Why don't we go to the back now and grab a rose? If you'd like to remember someone this Sunday morning, grab a rose in memorial for them. Bring it down, lay it on the altar before the Lord. Let's do that now. Let us adore Him, let us adore Him, Jesus Christ is the Lord, come and behold Him, bow down before Him, Jesus Christ.
come let us adore him oh come let us adore him christ the lord oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him oh come let us adore him christ
in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's sing this one more time together. Let's lift our voices. Let's honor Him again. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus. Come on, let's close out with this. Jesus Christ is the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore Him. 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 Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Christ the Thank you, Lord. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's great to see you. Don't forget our Christmas Day service here at 10 a.m. If you're a first-time guest, we'd love you to join us for free coffee at our guest table. We'd love to get to know you just a little bit. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Don't forget Christmas Eve. If you've got nowhere to go, you have somewhere to go, and it's right here. So come along. And if you like prayer for anything today, then if you come forward at the end of the service, our prayer team would love to stand with you and pray. We wish you guys best this Christmas. We pray you have a very merry and joyful time with family and friends. And we look forward to seeing you in the new year. God bless you.